Muscles, you got your plant muscles on. Time to buffin, or you're shining your leaf without food. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to episode 13 of Fancy Plants Podcast. I am Chris, and hello to Sue. Hello, and Amanda. Hello, hi, ladies. How are you guys doing? Pretty darn good. Lucky number 13. Right? I can't believe it's so right. Much when time did that happen? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm really good. I got uh, what I like to call plant porn in the mail this week. Excellent. I got a uh, a book here. It's the Guide to the Hoyas of Borneo. Oh my gosh. I think you mentioned that before. It took a long time to get it to It really did, but it was worth every minute of the wait. It's <laughs> so good. I can't wait to touch the book. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to view it. We, but we're not allowed to crack the spine or dog ear a page. Yeah, that's it. Can yeah. you imagine who would do that though? Like Heathens. If you, if you Heathens have someone do else, that. like if it's your book, like you do what you want with your book, but I'm not going to go around like cracking spines and bending corners of other people's Highlighting books. sections. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I put some notes in the margin? <laughs> Don't make me get twitchy. I rented a book from the library once. It was actually a, a book on roses. I love that you Lois said you holes. rented a book. Yeah. yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Took it out. What do you call it? <laughs> or you borrowed a book? I borrowed. Oh, I love it. I borrowed a book from the library. It was Lois Hole's um, Roses. And it actually, when I got it, it was highlighted all over and had ears folded. It had all that. And it kind of drove me nuts because it wasn't necessarily things I wanted highlighted. Fair enough. (laughs) Have you taken a buzz through that book, Amanda? I have. What's your favorite part? All of it. Nice. I was so happy Actually, they have um, a section in there. Okay, so here's my plant nerd coming out. Ooh. Uh, They have a section in there on um, different natural habitats and where you might find them in the wild. So it, um, it gives you an idea of what conditions these species might like and how they grow. And, oh, it's so good. That's interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to look at it from afar. I feel... Do you have white gloves? <laughs> I have latex gloves. Oh, okay. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Sue, what's going on with you? Oh, not much. Just kind of getting ready for the dreaded winter coming. And uh, the yard's getting pretty cleaned up here, getting ready. It's kind of sad and depressing, really. <laughs> See, every time I hear somebody use the word dread, like the dread, I always revert back to Princess Bride, the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> it's been a long and time. Swamp rat. Yeah, exactly. And that little short stubby man that would say, <laughs> inconceivable. Exactly. <laughs> he was also Blair Waldorf's father in Gossip Girl. Uh, the truth, he was. <laughs> Uh, Gossip Girl is like my guilty pleasure. I will, I will watch that again and again. It's so great. I mean, the people in it are terrible, but the show is great. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I too am getting ready, but I'm getting ready for fall in a different way. We ripped out some of our front lawn and went to Edmonton this weekend and grabbed some things to put in the front area that no longer has a lawn so hopefully I've never done anything like that before Um, a friend of mine we went together she's very she her yard is beautiful she planted all of the things in her yard herself so she very kindly 
um, jumped on board when I said, hey, I kind of want to go to Edmonton and, and check some stuff out. Um, and Edmonton is the capital city of Alberta. So it's one of the one of two large cities here. We don't have right now at this time of year, I'm finding it difficult to I was finding it difficult to find things to purchase for the landscaping. So um, brought back a few things, which I'll get into maybe in another episode once I know they've, they'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be spring 2021. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I'll check back in with you guys. Uh, and I have a peony on the way. That's, That's exciting. Yeah. I think I mentioned it before the scrumptiliumptious. So it'll get here soon, I think. Uh, Vessies sends those things out seasonally. So when it's appropriate for your zone, yeah. they send it to you. So you'll probably be seeing it here in the next week or two. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a front yard full of flags that the small children in the cul de sac like to play in. And I, I'm trying, <laughs> oh my God, you guys, I'm trying so hard not to be the get off my lawn old lady, but we have a you ring. <laughs> I know we have a ring doorbell and I wasn't at home and they were all swarming on my lawn and the flags. And I was like, it's okay. The flags are just, they're just a kid magnet. They just, they just were curious. And I'm thinking like, please don't blow my flags. But they didn't. They were just kind of running around in there. So. Should have yelled through your doorbell thing. <laughs> yeah. Get, Get off, off my lawn. lawn. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be that one, are you? No, I'm trying. I'm trying okay, I really thought I, hard. I thought I was bad with my sprinkler in Edmonton, but uh, at least I'm not yelling at people through my doorbell. Ooh, I'm trying really I probably hard. would. I, I found a dog poo on my lawn. And it's not my dog's. First of all, it's too small. Second of all, my dog doesn't go in the front yard. So I'm kind of angry about yeah, it. Yeah, that would be annoying. The, the kids were harmless. They, they were just checking it out. Oh, they were having fun? Yeah. Yeah, they were fine with it. Or they were like, you know, the flag forest. I can't say I blame them because... It, it was pretty well, cool when I pulled up today. It was pretty awesome. I like that you called it the flag forest. Flag forest, yeah. Yeah. Some nice bright colors up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So um, we talked a little bit about getting ready for fall and we thought that would be a really great portion for this episode, just talking about what we're doing for fall. And of course, um, I know last episode we talked about where we are in the world and our listeners everywhere in the world are going to have different climates than us and even different seasons than us because of course places like Australia are heading into summer. I'm not envious at all. Uh yeah, I'm not the wee bit bitter. <laughs> I was supposed to be going there this year. Yeah, you know what's so funny? I was supposed to be getting back from New York tomorrow. Oh wow. Yeah, but of course we canceled that. But that's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh but here in this part of the world we are swiftly heading into fall. And there's a lot of stuff we have to do here. Yeah, there's a lot of getting ready. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I've been harvesting tomatoes, which has been awesome. They are the tastiest tomatoes I've ever had in my entire life. And I know it's because like, I know that like we grew them, but they're they're still better than any other tomato I've ever grown. So I'm super pumped about that. That's all right. Yeah, we're eating them like tomatoes or like apples. Well, we already eating like tomatoes, tomatoes like tomatoes? Because they are tomatoes. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but also, like, apples are just so yummy. Um, but that's, yeah, that's what we've been harvesting. Yeah, we're harvesting our garden and starting to pull out the things that aren't going to be able to handle frost or that are done. I still have my root vegetables in there. Um, I, I picked off most of the peppers, but I think I'm going to cover my pepper plants just in case we have, like, a good hot afternoon because they're not quite... Not quite change. there yet. Yeah, I grew purple peppers and they're just starting to turn purple. Ah. So I want them to be fully purple. So I think I'm going to, yeah, put 
cover them at night or I'm trying to convince my husband to build me a big dome for them. Something I can like maybe hook onto the fence that just like can drop down at like a, a triangle, make a little triangle like greenhouse. <laughs> for, for those that don't know, we have on average between 60 and 65 frost-free days up here. That's it. Yeah. So that means, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our growing season is technically a 60 to 65 day growing season. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, that means we have 300 days that are frosty. Yeah. In the, in the night. I didn't realize it was so. Yeah. We have the potential for frost for 300 days of the year. Does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Chris? It makes me Knowing feel that. like packing. Yeah. I don't like hearing the numbers. No. I knew it was very little. Yeah, stop that. <laughs> what <laughs> the hell? Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I'm like. What the hell, science? And this is why a lot of people are, uh, they like to travel in the winter, but we haven't been able to. So that makes Yeah, I swear the easiest time of year to buy a bathing suit up here is in the winter. Oh, Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And all of the uh, resort clothing goes on sale in January. and Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Maybe not this year coming up, though. Yeah, Yeah. it stinks. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. What do we? So you're your backyard, Amanda. Oh, my hot mess. Yeah. My my absolute hot mess. <laughs> um, well, I'm already planning my crops for next year at work, so there's that. I, I work a season. I like ahead. how you just like diverted. That. Right? I'm just like, okay, no, we're going left. <laughs> um I I did pick up some fall bulbs because it is the time of year mm. to plant fall bulbs, but uh like any good procrastinator who should be planting them in September, I'm sure I will be out there with an ice pick in November <laughs> <laughs> trying to ward off frostbite and get, you know, through the layer of ice so I can plant my bulbs. Yeah, there's certainly snow here in November. Yeah. Yeah. It, not the first time I've planted in uh, the snow. Won't be the last. It's um, it's classy. <laughs> I do remember the first year we moved up here and it was in the early 90s because I don't want to date myself too much. But you know, oh, you told us all how old you are I on know, air, right? People might not have remembered that. <laughs> so anyway, we didn't have snow. It didn't snow until Christmas Eve that year. We I had, remember that year. Yeah, it was amazing. But it was also kind of weird to have Christmas, like put up the Christmas tree and there's no snow outside. People were mowing their lawns on like Christmas Day or something. We it had Thanksgiving out in my mom and dad's yard. We had outside, it was, I remember it was hot. Like we wore shorts and t-shirts and everything. It was hot. We had Thanksgiving out in the yard and it was, so our Thanksgiving's in October and it was just warm and it was like plus five on Christmas day and snowing and that's, it snowed. But then I remember it didn't stop till like February. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, it (laughs) it made up for it. But yeah, it was, it was one of the only green Christmases I can remember, yeah, and it was in this part of the world really weird. Yeah. It was like February two years ago, where it was minus forty for the entire month. I was just so Even happy. It's a short it helped with the pine beetles. Yeah, it did. It yeah, did help with so those. Yeah, I like how you looked at the bright side on that because yeah. I was like, "Yeah, we live where the if air there hurts is something our face." That I learned from the Little House in the Prairie books is that there is no great loss without some small gain. So if you put that in every day of your life, you. Think about things like pine beetles. Ooh, you just got deep, Chris. <laughs> I know, I know. Usually that's me that gets all deep. Deep Sue. <laughs> yeah. I just sit over here with depressing facts like 65 days. Yeah, science. What the <laughs> hell? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it is getting ready for fall is a little bit, a little bit of work. And you kind of have the little blues because you're just like, yeah, it's coming. 
But we had pumpkin spice lattes today. Yeah, to we celebrate did. fall. Yeah. So that's an exciting thing as well. And once I'm done grieving summer and then I can't wear shorts and capris and tank tops anymore, I am excited about boots and sweaters. I, I do like boots. I still wear capris until I'm like getting frostbitten legs. I've like got 48 sweaters on on top, but I'm just not. I do too because I'm wearing boots and you can't tell they're capris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do that too with the tall socks because apparently you should never just have bare pants over your boots. You should have socks over your boots and then pants. I own boots and I own pants and I own socks, but the three of them, they don't necessarily match. Yeah. I'm always like, nobody sees inside my boots. So what, what's the rule with insulated Carhartts and work boots? The Carhartts should go over top okay. of the work boots. Yeah. Now, do I have to have socks showing with that? You or? actually should actually put little ribbons. Okay. So that when you're walking, you just kind of flutter in the wind. Oh, so I have streamers. Yeah. Yes. And bells on your shoelaces. You so should, when okay. you walk, you don't sneak up on anybody. You should definitely <laughs> listen to our fashion advice because we definitely know we're talking about Oh, exactly. absolutely. Uh, we will never lead you astray. I'm just wink, getting ready to wink. switch to my winter rubber boots. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amanda, when you're planting your bulbs, uh, what goes into planting a bulb? I've never planted a bulb myself. I do actually have lilies in my planter boxes. So one, actually, I have two questions. Should I be cutting my lilies down to the soil? And also, if I have new bulbs, how do I do that? Uh, lilies actually do benefit from being cut off. Um, it, it does help them out. There's lots of other stuff, a lot of other perennials that you can leave the tops on. Um, coral bells is one that you definitely should not cut back. And same with your hostas as well. They benefit from a little bit of extra protection. But lilies do really well if you, if you cut them back. Once they get their first frost, cut them back. If you've got dahlias or bulbs, that sort of stuff, that uh, gladiolas, that you want to keep and plant again next year, you should actually be digging those bulbs up before they get frost and storing them in your garage or in your cold room or stuff like that. That sounds like too much work. It is. What about tulips? Tulips, uh, tulips are a fall bulb. So plant them, enjoy them. I actually have... Um, Quite a few fall bulbs, some of the smaller blooming stuff like Siberian squill and crocus. I actually have those planted all through my front lawn. So when spring finally does arrive here before our gas, before our gas, before our grass gets green and uh, it's time to mow, I actually have a front lawn full of blooms. Ooh, I so, like that idea. Because they're, they're small bulbs. You can plant them with a, a screwdriver. You can get your screwdriver in the lawn make a make a hole um general rule chris is making a face <laughs> i'm so confused what <laughs> you just plant flowers on your lawn i sure do yeah what I, I need to come and see this in the spring i don't understand <laughs> i actually can't i can't so um uh crocus bulbs and uh siberian squill the bulb itself is kind of about the size of your thumbnail around what about when you mow the lawn? You just like mow you the just flowers? mow them down. Um, well, generally, done then. they, I, the stuff that's in my front lawn is stuff that blooms super early in the season, so they're done blooming by the time, uh, it's time to mow your grass. So then, what happens? And it's same thing with tulips. Once they're done blooming, you can cut them off. All the leaves are doing at that point is they're they're not contributing to blooms. 
Okay. It's going to make your bulbs naturalize more. If you leave the leaves on, your bulbs will naturalize, which means they split and mm. make more bulbs. Yeah. Uh, that, so, yeah, my front lawn blooms purple and blue, and then the blooms never... are done, and we mow it, and we've got green grass. Like, just everywhere? You just put them everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to come and see this in the spring. Yeah. I, um, I, my mind I take a screwdriver, and I, I punch a hole in the grass, and I make it big enough to get the bulb in. Uh, because it's so cold here, you don't... Our, our soil takes longer to warm up in the spring, so you don't want to plant your bulbs as deep as the package says. Mm. Oh, good to know. So if I'm planting my um, peonies... Uh, peony, you can plant substa- like you I can would just normally. do what it says to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But um, tulips, if it says to plant it six inches deep, you want to plant it about four inches deep. Okay. So that's real life four inches that I should get a ruler out. Yeah. 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 yeah not, not what your husband says is four <laughs> inches. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Uh, that's good to know. So yeah. I guess if you have bulbs, you should just research to see what to do with them. And if you decide they're too much work, then don't. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can, I, I have been known in the past to put uh, like buy fall bulbs this time of year when you're buying them and I'll put them in the uh, vegetable drawer in my fridge. And then March or so, I'll plant them. And if you put them in the garage, so they kind of warm up generally, um, come April or so, you can put your, you know, fresh blooming pot of tulips out on your step and be all like, hey, look at me. I'm awesome. So do you pull up any of your bulbs? No, never. I feel like I wouldn't be that kind of person either. Sometimes in the spring when the lilies are starting to poke through, if there's like too big of a cluster, I'll kind of break that apart and spread them out oh yeah absolutely. or or get rid of them like i'll just hey i got all these all this stuff here for free come and get it it's at the end of my yard and that but i don't i don't dig anything thing up in the winter because i i don't dig anything up in the winter because I, I by the time the fall comes i'm just i look at my yard i'm like peace out you're good <laughs> <laughs> bye yeah i um i cut things down and kind of clean out the dead stuff and everything because i really hate doing that in the spring I think we talked about that, how future Sue will appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes we don't have the chance. Like, we could have snow tomorrow. We don't know. That's very true. It yeah. won't okay, stick that around. that was more depressing than my 65 days. I know. <laughs> Just saying. It won't stick around yet, but it could certainly happen. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time to put a fall fertilizer on your lawn as well. If you're a lawn person, it's definitely time to get your fall fertilizer on. So, yeah, we... We just mow it like right down. We give it a little bit of a, a fertilizer so that when the spring, when the snow is melting, it's also putting that extra nutrients in. Um, and then we put some seed down because we have a dog that's 100 pounds. So she she wears and tears on the yard a little bit. And then that way in the spring, hopefully it'll start to grow. Yeah, it's a good time to overseed. Yeah. And... I'm just going to call my lawn guy. <laughs> hey, lawn guy. Yeah. Call a long guy. That's easy. I like doing it because it's like, you're so proud because you did it. I hate grass. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool just paying someone to do it for me. That's, yeah, all, that's, I'm okay uh, that's how I roll. Yeah. I, I do not like grass. Oh, I love the smell of fresh cut grass. Oh, no, that's my husband's right a there. yard person. Like he, he does it because you're not supposed to cut your grass in the same pattern every time. So he is very, he makes sure he doesn't. And he is like, he's the dad that stands and stares at his lawn with pride with his hands <laughs> on his hip and looks like a superhero. The sun setting in the background. Yeah. We actually have a really on. great uh, system on our front street. Uh, my neighbor, her husband is, um, 
he's he's a little OCD about the lawn, which I appreciate. It always looks great. They're they're amazing. But uh, a couple of years ago, he just kind of got tired of the way ours look. I, th- I think he likes it when the lines match up. So he just started mowing our front lawn at the same time that he mowed his. And that's just kind of carried on. So now him, my husband, and actually our neighbor on the other side, the three of them take turns mowing all three lawns at the same time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And they always look so nice and everybody's lawn matches. And then you only have to do a third of the the lawn mowing. It's more when you do it. But yeah, we do our neighbor's lawn all the time. Partly because our yard is like very narrow with our driveways in the front. And we just have a very narrow front yard. So it'd be like two, three strips with the lawnmower. So it's easy to do it with, do the neighbors at the same time. Because... it gives us room to turn around and be at that angle that we want to be at that time. So we just do our neighbor and we really enjoy our neighbors. So it's, it's not just a, lot a nice of, thing to do. Yeah, yeah. there isn't. Yeah. We're, there's not a lot of lawn in our cul-de-sac. No, there's not. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but hardly anybody has a lawn. Yeah. It's like front. driveway and like a little patch. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always, when I, when I park in front of your place, I always try and make sure that I'm not covering the, your neighbor's driveway <laughs> and I'm like not totally pulled over top of yours. and. Well, you can always park in the in the driveway. Yeah, you can always block me in too because you know yeah, we're leaving at the same. Oh, don't time worry, I do. <laughs> I'm later. So, what else should we be doing in the fall? We have indoor plants. We talked about uh, some pests last episode, and that that is another thing. If you are bringing plants in from outside because you love it and you want it to uh, carry on through the winter, uh, there's a few things you're going to have to think of. A um, windows filter the amount of light that comes in. That plant's likely going to need an extra source of light, which we're going to talk about later. And B, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Yeah, I would suggest giving it a good shower. Absolutely. Get rid of anything that's kind of loosey-goosey in there that, you know, little buggies um, shower and treat it with maybe some safer soap or something. Yeah, and yeah, definitely quarantine. keep it separate from the, the rest of your indoor babies for a while until you're absolutely sure because Nobody likes surprises. Yeah. Especially when your husband walks in and you're showering with your plants. <laughs> oh, yeah, that mine, sounds like experience. Mine wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, she's in the shower with her plants again. Yeah. <laughs> Must be fall. Uh, and then we did talk about um, some bago stuff. So getting in some. I, I still have to order my mites, actually, and make sure to do a round of that. For that pre- preventative measures, because I don't want the spider mites in my house. Yeah, and uh, make sure you put on uh, deflectors over your furnace vents. Any vents that blow directly onto plants, they don't, they don't need that dryer. Yeah, and just ex- inspect your plants so that, you know, you can catch something. The sooner you catch it, the easier it is to get rid of. Absolutely. Yeah. That's if you're the living, key. If you're living somewhere where you don't need forced air, heat, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We might be green with envy about you. <laughs> I'm going you straight to bitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, we're we're not dreading this winter at all. And I, you know, I don't know why this winter in particular. You know, I I genuinely enjoyed fall. I genuinely enjoyed winter, and I don't know if it's age or just because this year has been so completely messed up. Or there's I've just had too many of these winters. But I can tell you right now, ladies, I'm not feeling good about it. Neither am I. I'm yeah. struggling with this one. I think we're going to see a lot of people struggle this year. 
um, come winter. I think we feel like we got gypped on summer. We didn't have a very hot summer. No, not at all. And no. the, 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 what, five days of heat we had <laughs> was, it, it just came and went so fast. And I don't know about you guys, but I missed barbecues this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. such beautiful nights here. It's it's nice and bright out till midnight. And that's that's what we do. We have backyard fires and barbecues and yeah. everybody over. And we just didn't get that this year. No. So I think it's going to be a struggle for a lot of people. Um, yeah. I'm, I know I'm struggling with it in the dread of winter and like knowing minus 40 is coming. <laughs> well, at least we have our plants to keep us company. And yeah. really awesome friends. And yes. really awesome friends. Yes. So prepare those plants, friends, because that's, that's what's going to get us through this winter. The dead, the dread pirate river or winter. Yeah. yeah. And when we have our plants, we kind of feel like we're in a little tropical jungle. Maybe that's our vacation. That's what I did. We were supposed to go to Cuba this spring for our um, anniversary, our 20th anniversary. And um, I sat in my plant room and had drinks that you would have in, in Cuba every night for a week. They were fantastic looking. Yeah, they were. Yeah, uh, they were. Fantastic I I will tasting. admit that I do that in the winter. I I hide out under my plant lights. It's a thing. I oh, do yeah. it. I think that you photosynthesize. I I certainly <laughs> do. I really really do. We are people are just plants. We need some sunlight. We need some water. We need some nutrition. Yeah, I am one hundred percent green powered. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny. I think that olive is too because when it's nice out, she goes outside. And she lays in the grass and just melts into it. And it can be hot out there. And she is like loving it, like plus 30 Celsius. And she's loving it. And I have to bring her in sometimes because I'm like, hey, dude, you're you're overheating. Like, can you come inside, please? Duck does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And my dog has such big jowls as it gets hot. (laughs) The jowls just droop really low. But she's like, whatever. I'm just enjoying the beautiful sun. Your girl, though, at least when you turn on the sprinkler, she just turns into a lunatic. Yeah, she likes the sprinkler a lot. She knows the word sprinkler because <laughs> we're those people. We set the sprinkler up for our dog because we have no kids to run through the sprinkler anymore. <laughs> Olive likes the hose, but she doesn't like to swim. Oh, no. Duck is um, very ironic. Duck does not like to swim. He really? is not a water dog. No. Isn't he a chocolate lab? No, he's a pity. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's uh, a I, he's a pity. Have uh, I met your dog? I feel like I maybe have not met your dog. <laughs> anyway, anyway, digression. So he doesn't like to swim. No, no, he he walks around puddles outside. <laughs> oh, not oh. even get wet. No, okay. Zora he's a princess. Loves to jump and play in the water. She doesn't like to swim either. But she's like a Alapaha blue blood bulldog. So she's like a a big bulldog, very chesty, and a lot of chesty dogs like that can't can't swim well. Mm. So no. she's not a great swimmer, but she is. She loves the water. And yeah, she's the opposite. If there's a puddle, she is running through it, maybe even rolling. Yeah, definitely. Duck, duck swims like a rock. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Yeah, that's funny. Um, well, pretty soon we won't be able to let them out to play in water because we're, you know, moving into this new season. Anything else you guys do for fall? Dream of spring. Dream of spring. <laughs> Start getting my plant wish list together. You know, start researching where I'm going to get these said plants. And I think my plant routine becomes a little bit more more defined in the winter. Like in the summer, yeah. you have like outside and inside to take care of. And especially this year, I was like, if we're having a nice day, I'm outside. I'm not inside because we don't have very many nice days. And we have the opportunity this year to enjoy what nice days we did have. 
So I made sure I was outside. So I think in the winter, I spend more time with my plants. I spend more time. I, I like the light because I have lots of artificial lights. So I think I enjoy that more. But I just spend time with my plants like in a different way than I do in the summer. It's not that I neglect them. I just think it becomes more defined in the winter. Absolutely. I take the I do the little extras in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. More to do inside, I guess. That's true. It's true. Yeah. I I feel like maybe I feel a little depressed now. So <laughs> I I know sorry listeners, we don't want to depress you either. Uh it's just this winter is gonna be gross. So we're that, just gonna, that's we're, gonna right. get, we're gonna get ready for it. We are gonna make some amazing plant wish lists this, yes, this winter, will. and we are going to have the time to source these babies out. Yes, we and will. it that's is true. going to be an absolute gong show as soon as spring shipping <laughs> opens. <laughs> oh yeah, this year was pretty crazy once shipping started to to be able to take place, and so I think that next year it's going to be a crazy. So we got to be ahead frenzy. of the game. Yeah, that's yeah. True. Oh yeah, we gen- we generally are, so that's good. Uh, well, I do want to say to you, if you are feeling like it's rough or you're having a struggle, definitely talk to someone. Could be your friends, could be, could be anybody, could be your plants. We're just going to complain on our talk. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Great point, Sue. <laughs> As the days get shorter and eventually get longer, lighting is always a part of that. So for us in particular, we have to change the way we think about lighting depending on the season. And that happens everywhere, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. It gets pretty extreme here. So, you know, we thought we might be good to talk about the different kinds of light that we need to consider. So natural versus artificial. Different plants need different kinds of light. Amanda's doing a calculator in the air. I'm counting. (laughs) I'm just trying to, I'm actually counting how many lights I have in my office. Oh, how many? I'm working on it. You just keep talking and I'm going to. She needs an abacus. I do. Uh, that's really all I had to say for a bit of an introduction is we're going to talk about light, friends. <laughs> She's still counting. Still counting. Oh, dear. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the power company likes me. <laughs> so what do you what are you at there? Uh, well, the the majority of the fixtures in my office now, my office is quite tiny. It's um, r- well, mostly because I haven't finished making my new office, which is going to be much bigger. Uh, right now, you could probably fit a double bed in my office and maybe a dresser. It's quite tiny. Uh, but I think uh, a 24-inch light fixtures, I'm pretty sure I have about 10 of them running. You might, you could see that room from space. You sure can, and it's great. <laughs> Amazing. How do you set them up? Like, Are they in, um, are they tubes? So I run um, what's called a T5. Uh, fluorescent strip. So that's the smaller bulbs. They're about the size around as your thumb. Mm. Uh, generally speaking, you can't go wrong with Sun Blaster. Um, they are a good middle of the road for anybody light. You might have to adjust the height of them, whatever. But I run those and I've also retrofit a lot of my fluorescent fixtures with um, an LED bulb that fits in there as well. So depending on the light requirements, the LED bulb looks like a fluorescent. It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the questions that I, well, you know what I don't like? I'm going to tell you. Winter? I like it. Well, that too. I like it when the light is not pink. 
I don't like the pink light at all. It's terrible. So you're talking about an LED light that is white. Absolutely. Okay. All of my plant lights are white. Yeah, I am into that. Yeah, I have, I think, eight. So I have one that is, oh, well, two that are LED. One's like the, what Amanda's talking about, like they've the sun blaster. Yeah. And then it's got the little retrofit to, to have the LED in there. I don't love the LED as much. And I think it's because the heat, like LED doesn't throw heat. No, it doesn't put where, out nearly as much heat. Where the T5s, they, they throw out heat. And so I use them more and they're a little, they're a little cheaper, but at the same time you have to replace them a little more. So you have to kind of, if you're picking, you kind of have to think about those things as well. I was going to ask, because the T5 should be replaced about every year. Is that Absolutely. Right? Yep. How, what about the LEDs then? Uh, LEDs haven't really been out long enough mm. to... Uh, to see if they wear down. But right now, they're saying that you don't have to replace. And I'm still getting the same number of lumens out of my LEDs from when I originally installed them. How do you know that? I took photography in school and I have a light meter. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So so you have uh, the T5s and LEDs? Yeah. And then I have, um, there's some blaster bulbs. So I have a lamp that I got at um, HomeSense one time. It was on sale. It was in the clearance and it's just a metal big and has like a big space dome that comes down over top of it that's metal. And so there's a big bulb in it. Like if you go the next size up, you have to have a different kind of fixture to, to screw it in. So I have that over top of some plants. And then I have an Ikea light on an arm that just has a light bulb as well. So I can shine it on my shelf on the plants because I don't really have a way to do it above the plants just the way the shelf goes up by the ceiling and everything so it's shine the arm comes down and shines on but i got it's just a sun blaster or like a regular you can put it in anywhere just the compact fluorescent yeah just the compact fluorescent i have a confession to make i forgot to count those when i was counting lights. oh boy <laughs> so, so i'm just gonna do some more mental math no there. she's not <laughs> <laughs> and then i have like a little arm that has led lights but they're the ones that are pink and blue and it's just a cheap little one, but I have it where I I grow things from seed because there's a heat mat and everything, and it seems to work really well. Um, just sometimes I get lazy to turn it on or off, and plants don't like it when it's left on for a long period of time. No, either. they do not like that at all. <laughs> they get they get kind of pale because they don't need to work so hard to be green. Yeah, that's an interesting point because there's there could be a part of us, um, maybe those of us who overwater or overlove, where you think oh, well, my plant grows with light. Maybe it just wants light 100% of the time. No, absolutely not. Uh, they definitely need daytime, nighttime. I always they think of that BBC sleep. one. They sleep a little bit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Everybody needs a nap. <laughs> and it's just like a fish tank. Like if you leave a light on in the fish tank all the time, you get like algaes and, and things like that that grow in your fish tank. And so you can, you know, it can do stuff to your soil too if it's light all the time. So we're talking about this a little bit before and talking about different plants. You know what? Before that, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Well, it's not a secret. Uh, I have zero grow lights in my house. That's all right. I do have a four foot, four tube T5 fixture, like just one of those. You can kind of hang it anywhere. I used to use it. I'll probably use it again, but I don't have any grow lights. And I think that, you know, so you're talking about the bulbs. Um, I think people might wonder um if you're new to plants like can i stick that bulb in a lamp across the room for my plants and i mean you can but it's not going to do the plants any good no exactly they need to be closer to the plants yeah grow lights they do need to be fairly close 
And even if you don't want to do the grow lights, but you want to have it because it, it, it can be beneficial, especially in the winter for yourself. Um, like we changed all our light bulbs in our house to um, full spectrum daylight bulbs. So you can get them at like Home Depot, anywhere like that. And they're no more expensive than it's just the kind of light. Like it's a little bit of a different light. Uh, it doesn't kind of have that as much of a yellow glow as a lot of light, mm-hmm. regular it's light bulbs. It's much more white. And actually, um, they're while they're not specifically grow lights, those will benefit some of your light or All some of your plants. All my plants that are on top of my cupboards in my kitchen, they get, we have track lights in our kitchen and they're all full spectrum and they seem to do wonderful. I've even grown an aloe and a cactus up there. Not right now because I changed things around, but they did fine with those lights there. Oh, absolutely. I'm super picky about the temperature of light in my house and I do not like the cool lights. So there's, um, oh my God, 20 pot lights in my ceiling and they're all that white light. And I, I want to change them so bad, but they're 13 feet in the air. (laughs) (laughs) So we're trying to figure out like how to do it. So anywhere where the lights were reached, whoever lived here before us did change them to the warmer light. I, I just can't, I just, I don't like turning those lights on. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm just old school or what, but I prefer the warmer light myself personally. And lots of people do actually. I like it in my living room in the evening that I like. And we have halogen lights that are on our wall. I hate them because I hate the halogen bulbs, but they are a little, they're, they're yellow and kind of have the soft yellow glow. But I like that in the living room in the evening. But oh, everywhere yeah. else, I'm like, bright lights, bright lights. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. I, I want it to be like baking in the sun in my house. Yep. My husband hates it. I'm like, here's the salt lamp in the living room. So it's a little warmer in there. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah. I, uh, so yeah, no grow lights at all. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But then we were gonna move into different plants needing so we were talking before and I think Amanda you had mentioned like a Christmas cactus, for example. Yeah, some plants now, okay, so my grow lights are actually on timers because I'm incredibly lazy. And I'm I have a timer for I mine when I ever set it up. All about being digital. I can actually go onto my phone right now and turn my grow lights on and off from my phone. Because that's pretty good. Actually, I'm I like that. It, it, it's actually it's a thing. I don't know, um, but uh, some plants do benefit and they do bloom better um, if they're not under grow lights. For example, uh, Christmas cactus, Thanksgiving cactus, any of those zygo cactus, uh, they actually will bloom better if they have a different day length. So they're going to want longer nights that are uninterrupted with an additional light. So if you have your Christmas cactus in a room where you keep one grow light on in the corner 24-7 because, I don't know, you want your cactus to do well, um, your Christmas cactus may not bloom as well. Yeah. They, they like long, dark, uninterrupted nights in order to bloom well. So do I. I know. I was reading like <laughs> in back in the 60s and earlier, a lot of ladies would keep that there's in like a spare room or something for the winter for or like for the late summer to early winter and then they would bring it out and then that would help encourage it bloom at, for Christmas because my my grandmother used to do that every fall she, down in her basement she'd carry down her Christmas cactus and she'd bring in all of her geraniums that she was going to overwinter and she'd put them all in the basement I remember her basement being full of plants and then uh 
by the time summer came around or uh, Christmas came around, she'd bring her Christmas cactus upstairs and she had the timing down perfect. It would be in beautiful bloom by the time Christmas yeah. dinner came. And that's where they dump their leftover bits of tea <laughs> is into their <laughs> Christmas cactuses. So, Works well for African violets, too. Ooh, that's good They're to so beautiful, but I've never had one. An African violet or a Christmas cactus? Yes. Oh, both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I have an African violet and um, I don't like fuzzy leaves. I don't like hairy stems anything that's like spider leg hair just kind of heaves me out but i've had my african violet for like a year and i'm gonna say it is growing on me extremely like to the point where i'm starting to want more that's weird i know so um interesting thing about lights uh is a lot of people will say you can't um burn a plant underneath lights now in my sun blaster t5 fixtures i've retrofitted with led and I use a product called iSun LEDs because they just direct swap into a fluorescent fixture. It's great. Um, but the quality of light and the amount of light that comes out of those, you really do have to watch if you want to experiment with LED because it is very, very possible to burn your plants and give them a sunburn. Uh, my Hoya Sunrise is actually getting too much light underneath the uh, the LED fixture to the point where it is so red that it's actually not growing as vigorously as it should. So that's definitely one thing to watch if you decide that you want to switch to LEDs is to make sure, and, and you're not going to see it right away, but keep an eye on your plants. Look for crusty leaves or um, thicker than normal leaves, that sort of stuff. Uh, because it may be that that particular plant has to go underneath a fluorescent fixture and not an LED. So I just realized we didn't introduce your plant friend, Amanda. Um, oh, so maybe yes. you can introduce that plant friend and tell us about the kind of light it likes. Uh, well, you know, I'm still not entirely sure what that guy's going to like. It's always a bit of trial and error. Um, it's not like you can say every Hoya likes to be under a fluorescent glow, grow fixture or an LED grow fixture. And the one you have with us today is Hoya polyneura, uh, sometimes called the fishtail Hoya. Uh, I, I trade it for that guy and it is absolutely stunning. I'm really excited. They're really popular right it now. It is really amazing. I love it. Absolutely. They're, uh, it's like trying to find hen's teeth with those guys right now. They're a little difficult to get your hands on. Which is why you did. Y yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit. I am that person. So for Hoya that we might have at our homes, um, is it okay not to have a grow light on them or in the winter? What, what do they like? Absolutely. It's okay not to have a grow light. Um, my big Carnosa, my Carnosa that is, oh, I don't know, older than time uh, for, I don't know, 20 years. All I did was I had it in an east window. And that plant has grown beautifully and bloomed continually. It's just awesome. And it's not even sitting directly like in the east window. No, it was it was kind of, it was kind of kitty corner to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a whole bunch of Hoyas in my South Bay window. Those don't get any additional light. We South should be okay. Oh, yeah. 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 South, east, west. The only ones you're going to want to watch are north windows, really. So if I wanted to add a grow light to my collection, how do you um, 
How do you set that up generally? Like, because I'm thinking throw plants on a shelf and stick a light above them. But I want to look at them at the same time. Okay. Now, what kind of plants are you putting under them? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to come over to my house. Like, I have my plants. I guess I'm a more... I kind of do them in a way so that it's more decor than it is a hobby in that sense. And I have them on shelves and I have lights on all the shelves. I stuck the lights on the shelves with the um, Velcro um, command strips. And you just got to be careful because I did have one set fall and my light fell on my plants and was there all day and mm. caused a burn on them. And I'm pretty sad about that. I really like but, the spectrum that you just introduced there um, from hobby uh, to decor. Absolutely. I think that's a really interesting way to put that because you can be anywhere in between or even have multiple places in your home that fall into one of those categories or another. And so you get to decide then, okay, do I want these plants to be a decor thing or am I growing them as a hobby where uh, like, or even a pro hobbyist almost where you're, you're kind of concentrating on what you want to get out of them. And I think you sacrifice things on either way. So absolutely. Yeah. 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 My living room, all decor, my office, this is where the science happens. Like this is all cut and dry metal shelving grower pots. Like this is my space and I, I'm out to get the best out of these. So you have it all. It depends on where you go in the house and <laughs> how many plants you want to walk around. And if you know the code to the room. Yes. Yeah, like I'm going to be setting up an area downstairs to grow some seeds because I ordered some seeds and they finally came in. So I'm going to start just kind of researching on the best way to start those. And so I am going to get some more less eye-pleasing <laughs> um, shelves and lights and put them. I have a grow tent, so I think I'm going to do them inside the grow tent and have them downstairs and they'll be more you know, science, horticultural, biology, what, uh, botanist, I mean, and in that kind of way. But the rest of my house, I always have them kind of more aesthetically, even though I have shelves. I will tell you, when you have it aesthetically and you're in, they're in pots, it takes up a lot more room than when you have them in grower pots and you can kind of bunch them together a little Right, a little that more. makes sense. And kind of make oh, yeah. the best use of all that light yeah. that you're paying for. I, I will say the uh, the downside to grower pots is when a plant actually takes off. Uh, my Hoya Rangsan has just decided that it is going to become a monster, which is fine, but it's in a really, really cheap little grower pot. So now it's got a rock on one side of it to stop it from flipping over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you got a bunch and bunch of them together. <laughs> yeah, but then my plants touch. And we had that thing... Uh, on was it our Instagram? You know, are you wild and crazy? Yeah, or... both. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So right now they're a little wild and crazy. My plants are touching. I don't like it when my plants touch. I like to keep them all on their own trellises. You're like the chaperone at a dance with the ruler. Well, see, <laughs> the problem is is much like STDs. When they touch, they share things. Yeah. <laughs> And Chris is going to spit water out of her nose. You're pretty extreme there. Like, all the, not from like, well, maybe like a germ will go. No, STDs. Uh, hey, it's, yep. you know, mealybugs crawl, spider mites crawl. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, if your plants touch, things can crawl from one so, to the other. Just so that we're clear, what we're saying now is plant critters are equal to human 
sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, I went there. Okay. I did. We, I went just there. Just so that we're... We, I just yep. put that I, that bold Perfect. statement out on the table. <laughs> yeah. Amanda's telling her plants, you're not social distancing. <laughs> well, it's better than asking them if they use protection. <laughs> I have, I have some Hoyas that have like found each other and are holding hands and I think it's the cutest thing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, mine all get scolded for that. I'm like, Stop! <laughs> I'm just letting them hold hands. I, I won't for very long because I don't want them to be too tangled, but it is kind of cute to see one from a shelf over here and one from a shelf over here. And they found each other. And as they were growing and finding each other, you, I knew it was going to happen because they were just like reaching out and you'll walk in the room. One's up, one's down. Then you, the next time you walk in the room, the other one's up, the other one's down. And then pretty soon you're like, oh, oh. And then they hold hands. They found each other. Yeah, well, and see, you, a lot of the shelves that you use, see were solid shelves. Mm-hmm. I, um... I use the metal mesh shelves. Now, fun fact with those is when your plant grows through them, (laughs) if you're not paying attention, lots of times they put out really big, beautiful leaves on the other Mm. side of the shelf that they're from. And now they're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So now you get to break stuff. Or trim it. And then... Either way, it's heartbreaking. It is. I don't recommend it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'll just let them hold hands for a little while. I do think it's cute. Feel that. Pupacalyx does it a lot too. They'll reach out. Yeah, they're very and you, and it, they're cool to watch because you can almost watch them like it's like a snake just looking for something to grab. It'll move, twist, turn, and then it'll touch something and it'll be like, "Oh, this is where I want to be." <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, interestingly enough, with the LED lighting, if it's uh, if you're finding that you have LED in there and they're too strong for your plants, what I've done with some of them is um, the uh, poly vapor barrier. I've actually uh, taken that and uh, strung it about four inches down from my light. Well, probably not four inches. I'm going to say two, two, two and a half inches. And that just creates a little bit extra uh, barrier there just to kind of eliminate some of the light intensity. Filter it a little. Yeah. I would just be careful with the LED or not the LED one. Sorry. With the fluorescent ones. Oh, no. Because you would they not want to really do that with fluorescent. Hot. Yeah. But I have. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what kind of plant it was. It was like in the succulent family. But anyway, it didn't like direct light. So I had a piece of like uh, muslin cloth. Cheesecloth works really well. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like cheesecloth. And I had a piece of that and I just held it up with toothpicks over top of the plant. And it did fantastic. And then. I was like, I don't really love you anymore. So probably because you couldn't see it. Probably. That's my problem right? too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would never want to hang anything underneath a fluorescent light. They get far too hot for that. But because the LEDs don't put out heat, so yeah. long as you're using something that is flame resistant and you know safe to use, and it's not right up against your light, you can. Yeah, please put don't hold us liable if you Actually, decide to do that. Okay. I've yeah. seen a very interesting post on a plant group. I think it was just yesterday. Something that a lot of people wouldn't have thought of. And she had these really cool little um, rooters. So they were like little tubes that got wide at the bottom and rounded. And then it was in a little wooden rack. And from it sitting in the sun of the window, because the glass acted like a magnifying glass, especially with the water in, it started to burn. On the wood rack oh, that was I holding saw that it. post. Yeah. And I, I think that's like when we're talking about light, that's kind of an interesting thing to have because that can also probably happen under a grow light even because it's magnifying that light through. Absolutely. You've so you want to really watch your fire hazards. And it's one like, to be honest, I don't think I would have thought about it. I would have been like, you're really pretty in the window. I'm going to put you there. 
until I was like, what are these burn lines? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was a good point that she brought up. The other thing that you really want to watch as well is because you've got all of these grow lights plugged in is uh, where are you going to put your power bars? You always want to make sure that you don't have those down with your plants behind your trays somewhere where you can accidentally splash water. Uh, zip yeah. ties to uprights work really, really well. Uh, and lots of power bars you can actually attach to walls. Yeah, I'm totally disclaimering this right now, guys. You you can do what you want. Um, we're not electricians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so please proceed with caution. And if you are taking any of our advice, then just be smart about it because... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's... No, yeah. Nobody needs to burn down their house no. for a plant. Yeah, no, no. you don't want to like try and hide your power bar in the back of the shelf beside all the plants that you water, but you have to like, you know, possibly miss to water the plant. Um, and pour that right on there. That'd be bad. So when it comes to lighting, so I think something that's probably common that we may or may not realize is happening is if a plant's not getting enough light. And of course, it's easy to tell on something like a succulent where it's atoliating. We mentioned this either last episode or a couple of episodes ago where if your succulent is three feet tall and there's three inches in between each leaf, your baby wants more light. But what are some less common plants or not not less common, but what are some plants that you need to look at that can tell you if they're not getting enough light or not based right. on their growth? A, a lot of uh, trailing plants will do the same thing as succulents do. It's just less dramatic because they don't stand up, right? Um, if your pothos has, you know, six or eight inches between leaves or your wandering Jew has, it's all stringy and leggy, that plant probably wants more light. Um, is it necessarily not going to make the winter and you've got to run out and get a light right now? No, not at all. But uh, yeah, more light gives you more compact growth. Is that like a general thing for most, if not all plants? Yep. Yeah. Our trees at work uh, very much so, uh, pine trees in particular, we actually cut the roofs off of houses with pine trees because even that clear poly cuts enough light that uh, the trees will stretch. I didn't really think that the trees stretched, but yeah, it's her it's horrendous when they do. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, I find that like with our winters, we we have less light, right? Because we only have you know eight six hours a day. Yeah, let's <laughs> so, not do the math on that. It's bad. Yeah, it's depressing. So we have less light. So I notice some of the, my plants kind of the growth slows down. They're still healthy. They still look great. The growth slows down. Other ones, I find that they love the winter and they grow, but. Yeah, some of them, and that's okay. If your plant slows down with the growth, because of the, it doesn't mean you need to rush out and get a light if you don't want to. It's just you're getting less sun daylight for it. It's, so it's not, it's lazy. <laughs> uh, I think a good way to, um, if, if you want to get a little sciency with me on occasion, uh, if you're not sure how much light a plant needs, hop onto Google, find out where it's from originally. Um, most of my plants are native to Thailand. So I, you know, if I'm not sure if I'm running my, my bulbs too long or not long enough, it's three clicks away on Google to find out how long the day is in Thailand right now. Well, and that's like cactus. A lot of people think like, okay, my cactus needs 20 hours of sun a day. But if you look at a lot of desert places where cactuses grow, they actually only get uh, like a long day of sun for them is like six hours. And it actually gets quite cool in the evening. Mm -hmm. Like there's quite a, they get so hot in the day that it feels so cold in, in the evening. Yeah. 
And so your cactuses, you don't need to have those grow lights on them all day long. You know, six, no. eight hours tops. Yeah, you need to have them close to them. So it's very yeah. intense light, but it doesn't necessarily need to be for the full day. Yeah. And I, that's an interesting point the intensity of the light versus the how, length. Yeah. And like how far away you are from those plants. So succulents and like Hawarthia, for example, I think like the lights to be close. Uh, Hawarthia, it depends Maybe on the type of Hawarthia. Yeah. Yeah. Some Hawarthia you need to shelter. They like filtered light. Oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's actually interesting on the, the just about every package uh, of lighting you get, if you're in the store looking at the back of a grow light, it will tell you on the package what your optimal distance is for everything. Yeah, it's, it's actually, uh, it's quite nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know because I think that there are a lot of products out there. There's a lot of different ways you can light your plants. There's bulbs, there's strips, there's tubes, there's... Oh, yeah. There's a million different ways. So many. Yeah. And like some of my cactuses, I actually lifted up. They're on like little blocks of wood. So oh, they... just to get them closer to the light? Yeah. So when you look at my one tray of cactus, there's like, they're all different heights. <laughs> Yeah, actually, my lithops, uh, my my box of lithops, because they're still in the grower pots, because I don't, I'm afraid to transplant them because I don't want to kill them. Yeah, they're they're a hard one. But I have those set on top of two empty flower pots so that they're literally four inches yeah. away from the light. Yeah, they like to be close. Whereas sure. a lot of my other stuff is between fifteen and eighteen inches away from the light. So experiment with it a little bit and see. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you made a great point before, Amanda, like saying, do you need to go out and buy a grow light right now? Not necessarily. You have time, right? Oh, absolutely. You have time with your plants to get to know them. Yeah. And it's not, it's not going to be a, you know, the day got short today and by Friday they're, you know, curled up, but no, if that's the case, something else went wrong <laughs> far before that. It has nothing to do with your light. Don't even worry. Well, and I think the opposite of it, too, is don't take a plant that's been in the dark and stick it outside in the full blast sun. Oh, exactly. It's uh, just like us, right? It's I don't know about you guys, but I go outside in the spring every year and I'm like, why do I have a sunburn? <laughs> and it's it's a guarantee, right? You've just like us. They You kind of got to ease them into it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair Little enough. bits at a time or... You know, shorten, shorten the length and just get them easy. Just like you do when you grow things inside, we harden them off by sticking them outside for a couple hours and then a little bit longer. Hence the reason why I have my full-on digital timers. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I should shorten my lights for a little bit today. Or if I've got something that I want to harden off, I'm like, turn the lights on for two hours. Turn the lights on for four hours. Yeah, it's Can you fun. define harden off for me? Because I actually don't know what that means. Uh, in the spring, um, if you've got your tomato seeds that you're going to start underneath your light in February, um, they've never had natural sunlight. Uh, so you're going to take them outside, get them used to the wind and the sun and all the elements. And you're just going to do that for a little bit. And then you're going to pull them back inside. Where put into them a- back under the grow lights? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pull them back into the environment that they're familiar with. It's kind of like acclimating backwards. So instead of acclimating Oh, them that's a good house, way to look at it. Yeah. So instead of acclimating them for your house, you're acclimating them for outside. So, you know, you get a plant, you just got it shipped in, you have it in your, um, maybe you have it in some kind of dome and it's been in a box for a week. So you don't want to stick that four inches under the light right now. 
Mm-hmm. But you're just kind of getting it closer to the light a little bit. You're opening the vents more, maybe taking the top off for an hour, maybe, you know, two hours. So it's just like before you go on holidays to somewhere beautiful and tropical. You, you go might, tanning you first? You might choose to do a little tanning first. Yep, yep. And we're not condoning that necessarily. Like If you want to tan, you do it. If you don't, that's fine. But plants <laughs> are different than us. So we, so it's okay to plants stick them in the Plants will enjoy light. it more if you do that. I yeah. mean, some plants, sure, you could, you're like, oh, I just stuck it outside and it did fine. But if, if it's not doing fine, that's probably why. I'm totally <laughs> picturing a tanning bed for plants in my mind. Well, actually, it's funny because when I, when I import plants, and you guys import as well. Uh, my, my first step is I put them into a fish tank and it's nice and humid in there. I put a heat mat under it because they just came from Thailand or, or wherever it is that is probably much warmer than my house. And, that, so, and I will leave them in the middle of my office floor with a lid on it because quarantine, I don't like heebie-jeebies. Um, and I'll just... They get a little bit of light. And then from there, when we start to, when I know that they're clean and I want to start getting them ready to go onto my shelving, I go from there to under a, closer to a fluorescent light and then under a fluorescent light. And then from, if I don't feel like it's getting enough light under the fluorescent, then maybe I move them under the LEDs. That's a good way to do it. Usually I just stick them in some dirt and pop them into the wherever I'm going to stick them, which probably me- explains why my plants are not as big as yours, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I just put them in a tray with a dome on it, put some water in, let them drink, because like Amanda said, they're usually quite quite dry, and let them sit there for a while, and then I'll put them up maybe in the window, and I'll open the vents a little bit more, and pretty soon I'll take the lid off. And then I'll put them in soil. Sometimes I put them in soil, put them back in. Depends on my mood, to be honest. Sometimes I have put them in soil and just... Yeah, that's There a good you point. are. You're on the how shelf. I, how do I feel about this right now? It's yeah, it depends dirt. on how much I like it when it <laughs> arrives. Yeah. Fair enough. Do I like you enough to save you? <laughs> Fair enough. Or is it going to be survival of the fittest? <laughs> you know what? It is. It does get a little Darwinianism like in my house when it comes to plants, I won't lie. Yeah, oh, uh, yours and mine both. I just hide the stuff that I kill. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're just coming up to our hour here, ladies. Any other last minute or last uh, tips for lighting? Um, you know what? It's really easy to get swept up in all of the different kinds of lighting. And it's really easy to go in and spend hundreds of dollars. In reality, a 40 or $50 you know, two foot fluorescent fixture doesn't have to be a brand name is a really great starting point. There's people that will swear by, you know, sodium and nickel metal hydride and all of these other things. You do not have to go all in gangbusters out of the gate. You know, find a $20 Amazon. Just give it that's a shot. What, that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. That's how I got that little round one on the arm that I use for like seedlings because I just wanted to see if I wanted a grow light. Oh, exactly. And I wasn't going to get a grow light because I didn't like that it was purple because it had the pink. You could have it on the pink or the blue or both. Oh, I hate those purple ones. Me too. Can't deal with it. Nope. Have you ever <laughs> driven by a house that has the pink grow lights in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, funny. I, I, I dislike pink. I, pink aliens. 
Yeah. I have a hard time actually seeing the plant that's under them because yes. they're not the right color. That's yeah. Right. And it really, really bothers me. They give me a headache. Yeah. And I'm, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, if you, you know, folks out there, if you like that, absolutely, please use oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Fill your boots. Yeah. <laughs> in for the grow tent, we have, um, I do have like the big box lights that are all different colors, but I have one that you can have as white and I mm-hmm. leave it for the white. We've got like, we bought one at Costco and then we bought one a little bit fancier and then someone gave us one that was, you know, kind of in between and we've tried them all and I like, I like the white light, but there's nothing wrong with the pink and purple or blue. Actually, ironically enough, you can actually get sunglasses that you put on if you grow under the pink lights because a lot of commercial growers and that will grow under the pink and the blue light. Yeah. So there's a sunglasses and they're tinted so that when you put them on, you can see the green on the plants. Oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. That's kind of cool. My eyebrows are risen to the ceiling. Yeah. Th- actually, yeah. They, <laughs> they disappeared there for a minute. They just went all the way up. <laughs> I mean, I think I just turn off the light if I wanted to look at my plants. Yeah, it's it, it's not quite that easy in a commercial setting. Oh, Usually commercial. there's computers fair, involved, fair but fair. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But and like the I find that the white light ones are a little bit more expensive. They to are get the white lights. Yeah, they absolutely so, are. You know, if you start off with pink and purple, like we got one at Costco, I think it was like forty dollars. And it, it worked good. I mean, I started all my tomatoes and peppers last year. Oh, absolutely. That's that. different because you're not looking at those as ornaments. You're just looking to grow them as food. In yeah. that case, I would have no problem yeah. doing yeah. that. Yeah. But and I mean, I mean if that's what you start off with away. in your plant room or something, like we won't judge. We probably won't drive by your house and say things. But yeah, you do what you want. You're an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's a good place to start. Maybe you're like, okay, I like this light, but I don't like the pink light. Maybe you like the pink light. I know there's some people that have said that they find it soothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do what you want. This yeah. is the moral of that story. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, it's time to turn off the light on that topic. Oh, <laughs> that was terrible. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I did that. Punny, punny. Uh, <laughs> listeners, I apologize for that. But I also thank you for listening as well. I think the ladies also would like to say thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you very much. I'm, uh, I get excited with all the new listeners and when we get like little comments or, or, um, What's that word I'm looking for? Engagement. Engagement. Um, there's another word. Anyway, <laughs> those, I, I get excited when I see those. Yeah. Thanks for all the great reviews, everybody. Reviews. Is that what it is? That's, I think that that's the word. The word. She's, she's making the aha <laughs> yeah. face. We, uh, I actually have my, I have a, my Slack, I have a Slack channel for when we get reviews. So it's really nice because as soon as somebody leaves one, I get a notification on my phone. And it's just like, it's doing big smiles. And then I message everyone like, and oh my God, you guys. She doesn't share it with us. She just tells us we got one. Yeah, yeah she's mean to us. What? I, <laughs> I tell you right away. You just told us that we had one. You didn't tell us what it said. Okay, well, you're going to have to do a little bit of work on your own ladies. I can't do everything. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, well, in serious, this, seriousness, though, thank you so much for those reviews. We really appreciate them. Absolutely. Um, yes. It's really great to hear your feedback. So thank you so much. And if you think there's anything that, you know, you'd like to hear us talk about, just let us know. Uh, you can find us online. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Fancy Plants Podcast and Instagram. All together now at Fancy, Fancy Plants, Plants Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and you can email us, Amanda. Where are we, Where's our email? Oh, dear. I don't have it in front of me. Don't put me on the you spot. You don't know our own email? Um, 
It's social. social at fancyplantspodcast.com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I win. <laughs> yeah, we need to give you some more notes or something. <laughs> hey, I, I, I just hear with the, the, you know, odd facts. I was, what the hell science? Right? Yeah. <laughs> science and people. I, just, it, I really made you I struggle with that. I You're struggle. <laughs> I struggle. <laughs> just going to read my book. Yeah, she's, she's going to be in the corner. Gonna be in the corner book, reading a reading book. Reading your book. Uh, next episode. So, our first episode ever. And I don't have, I'm not brave enough to go back and listen to that episode <laughs> yet because I think, like any, uh, anytime you are learning how to do something like this, you hopefully get better over time. So I think that we've gotten better. I I hope so. And so, I'm, if we haven't, we're doing something <laughs> <yeah>. wrong. <laughs> so I don't yet have enough, uh courage to go back and listen to that but what we did do is we did that really fun quiz what plant are you uh and so what we're gonna do for the next episode is we're gonna find another quiz online we're gonna do that quiz online together and i think it's gonna be a riot so we're gonna kind of take a look around and see if we find a quiz that we like obviously it should have a plant theme to it um but listeners if you stumble across a quiz or if you even wanted to i mean you could try to make one for us if you wanted to that'd be kind of funny too um send us a message and let us know if you find one that you think would be great for us to do on the air absolutely yeah so we're gonna we'll try we'll try and find one on our own but if you guys find one for us we'll we'll definitely do that it'll be a riot Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, so thank you again for listening. We sure appreciate you joining us here on Fancy Plants Podcast. And we'll see you next week when we're talking plants. Bye. Bye. Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. Culture in your home. Fancy mm. Plants Podcast. I love we're a green Fancy plan.